When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we've got another Valley legend and just a legend, period, Paul Rodriguez. Coming up in SoCal, P-Rod started out with a love for skating and took the sport to another level. As skate culture identifies with creativity and dedication and constantly shifting the paradigm, he's always been at the forefront of it. We focus so much on developing skill with passion, living and breathing your craft, and that is a major common thread in the skate game. For Gil, he's drawn to P-Rod's elite level talent, but also his gifts. To try new things and to think of the ultimate, ultimate tricks is something that is close to his heart. P-Rod's style and intellect was something that through their Nike connection was also wisdom shared in conversations with Kobe. In a sport where falling down is a given, it's the character to get back up and keep pushing. That's what we can all draw from. So here it is, P-Rod on No Chill. Remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get every episode as soon as they drop. Don't forget, No Chill with Gilbert Arenas every Monday on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. He's Gilbert Arenas. And Gil, on the show today, we have Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod. What's up, fellas? P-Rod. How are we doing? <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. And you know, Thank the funny you. thing is there's a connection here. Two Valley products. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Gil, this could have been some history in the making. You were both at Birmingham High School. Yeah. Not yeah. for long, but if you'd have stayed there, there would have been an overlap while you were there for a minute. If I'd have stayed there too. And neither of you stayed there. Something about going in and leaving was yeah. the best thing for both of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was just like the, the culture uh, of the valley that you guys both came up in, Hoopers, skaters. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, like skating, like... Hoop wasn't really a thing. Skating, skating was in the valley for sure. Yeah, skating, yeah, skating was, a thing was, in the was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, all of LA pretty much. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this: I don't know if anybody has, probably have, but SoCal is the mecca for skating. For sure, for sure. You yes. always say actually, like SoCal West Coast is all about the yeah hoop because of culture. the weather. You know, sure. it's the weather. All, you know, yeah, you empty do it pools. Year round. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> empty pools. Yeah. It's but also what, what that breeds, right, creatively, there's something about that in the culture. It's not just like the weather, we just go find places to skate, yeah. but there's the, 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 it pushes you to... I think it's also like, you know, skateboarding and being a street skater is also the architecture. You know, we have good buildings, good ledges, good concrete, good... Um, it's not weather, it's not always raining, so the concrete's not all chewed up and nasty. Everything's smooth and nice here, so... That's really good. And then, yeah, you can skate year-round. You never have to go inside for the winter and, and wait and hibernate until next <laughs> next year. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about sunshine year-round. just puts you in a good mood. You know? And when you get on, you know, it's, it's, it's like a tribe. You have your friends, and then you just want to go hang with your friends. Sure. And we skate. Definitely. Like, when did it become serious? <laughs> like, when, like, because, you know, like, growing up, if, if we, you know, we skate, we... Yeah. Try shit, we get hurt. We're like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Give yeah, me yeah. a bike. <laughs> like, you mean in general or you mean for me Just personally? in general, like, when did, like, 
when it be, hmm, that's a good question. I'd, I'd say probably when people actually were able to start making careers out of it would be like mid nineties, uh, early two thousands would, would, would be when people were like, Oh, like we can really make a profession out of this and have a future doing it. And that's lucky for me exactly when I found skateboarding and came into it and it was just right place, right time from my, you know, in my circumstance. And that was also all about getting on a, on a skate video, mm-hmm. getting noticed. That's, that's what puts you on the map. Yeah. We call them a sponsor me tape. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a music artist doing a demo tape, like giving them out to all the mm-hmm. executives. You know, we would have, if you had a camcorder, had access to one, you'd have your friend film you skating and you edit it down and you would send it out. You look in the magazines for all the addresses to the companies and you mail them out and hope you get a call back. And Pre-internet. Yeah, pre-internet. <laughs> this is, a, yeah, like 99, 2000 when I was getting my sponsor me tapes mm-hmm. put out there, you know, so. And that's, I mean, to get on that radar of pre-internet, you know, now you have social media and yeah. get ahead of that, but we know the mixtape culture and basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was the same area, you know? So it's like before anything, like, yeah. um, like we, I didn't, basketball players, we need to think about like, I'm going to sh- videotape myself and, you know, show it to other you know, colleges or high schools to try to get on. It was just like, hopefully you see me one day. Right. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, like, how is that? Like, did you, like, hope a scout would just come into the crowd or did you know to go play certain places that would likely be scouts or something like that? Yeah, you know, especially from the Valley, you know, when it came to basketball, we were the soft kids. Mm. So, like, we had to go out like to LA, playing mm-hmm. LA tournaments, go to Vegas, hopefully mm-hmm. your team is good enough to, you know, compete. Right. So, you know, because it was all year round, you know, we're just traveling, go to Venice Beach, if there's some hoopers there, you know, and just try to make these 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 games and um, hopefully you get seen. Right. You know, um, you know, but that's still more of a team thing, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, you know, individuals at that sure. point. So, you know, when you're in team, a team atmosphere, it's, it's a little harder. Right. You got to stand out. Yeah. You got to stand out in a team concept. Right. right you know, right. <laughs> and then trying to be like, you know, if you, if you already have a team and, you know, I want to get on, I got to follow y'all rules, mm-hmm. you know, before I can try to make my move. Right. You know, right, so right. that becomes conflict and oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, it's a it's difficult. Like, you know, we, we train by ourselves mm-hmm. and then we have to fit in. It's like Argh. Yeah, I, that's that's interesting. <laughs> gotta work yeah. these moves and now I gotta pass you the ball. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you don't wanna be that selfish dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, but I'm thinking of a guy actually is, you know, like we're watching right now, Dave Millard, whereas he kind of always had to do that. Come from Oakland, going to a small school, Weber State, and he could do all of that. And that put him on the map. And he was like, man, I'm going to keep producing. I'm going to keep putting up these points, you know, and having these games and I'll get recognition eventually. But I mean, for you, like you could keep working and keep grinding and to get noticed, put out videos. But it's like, man, how are people going to find you had to push that yourself? Yeah, yeah, you definitely, like, especially pre-internet, you had to, like, kind of, you know, again, for me, I was just blessed, born in the right place, like, right in the center of the skate world, you know. Uh, Thankfully, you know, I was able to cultivate and develop a talent, but, like, 
it wasn't hard for me. I could just go right into the popular skate shop and drop my video off there. Like, here's my video or mail it right to one of these um, uh, companies that I was hoping to get sponsored by. But like a kid, you know, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. early 90s trying to get recognized, man, that's respect. Like mm-hmm. I, dudes pulled it off too, uh-huh. you know. But I, like for me, like I guess I was so spoiled just like <laughs> – being right here in arm's length of everything. Mm-hmm. So somebody coming from middle of the country or even overseas try and make it, like they had to like, you know, get two, three jobs to earn enough money to make it out here to come stay for a summer to hopefully make an impact and get on somebody's radar and to make the official move out here, you know? So it, it was a grind at that era. I mean, it still is a grind, but it's easier now. Like, you know, you have YouTube channel, you just yeah. mail, DM a link to somebody, like, here's my stuff. Like, I was going to say, is it easier now? Because now there's more, I guess, competition or it's more saturated. Yeah. Or it's like- easier to connect with people. Mm-hmm. It's probably just as hard uh, to stand, stand out, out as far as talent-wise because, yeah, there's so, so much competition. So, so what's your gift? Ooh. What's my gift? Um, I think my gift, especially early on, was um, like super obsessive, like addicted, like I couldn't stop. So that helped me to progress pretty fast. Um, and I think I'm really good at falling. So that helped me avoid a lot of injuries. Like when I was a little kid, real young, I used to do karate class and I did gymnastics and you know, once I passed that phase of life and started skating, all that stuff came in handy. Like yeah. I would fall, I'd roll, tuck and roll properly. And I avoided so many injuries. So that allowed me to get up and try again, get up and try again and progress and progress. So I think my gift was like, I fall, I fall good. <laughs> fall good. <laughs> that thing that addiction that you just mentioned, and you can relate to that is like, once it's just in you, you mm. can't shut it off. No. And that's, that's an intangible that not everybody has. And, you know, then, then what is it? Like, you're just always pushing yourself or you just can't stop. It's always your, you can't shut your brain off. No, like nights, you, you know, you're tossing and turning in bed. Yeah, because you're like, ah, oh, this is what I want to do tomorrow. When I skate, oh, I can't wait to do that. Oh, and then you end up not sleeping and you're tired the whole next day. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. You, it's just a natural thing. You want to push yourself, right? Like, it's, if you love what you do, you're just like, oh, I did this. Now, what if I can add this to it? And what if I can do this now? And, you know, if I jump this high today, maybe I can jump this high tomorrow. And um, it was just—it's just a natural thing that yeah. you want to do. And you can't even control it. It's like you're like a zombie. Like yeah. I must <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I—I I think you know that, Gil. Like you've seen a lot of guys that they have all the tools and the abilities in the world, but they're just not bitten like that. Yeah, you know, just with anything in the world, like when, no matter what your passion is, you have to love it. Sure. You know, once you once you love it, then you you're you can run down the rabbit hole of of success because with that rabbit hole run, it never ends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no it's ending the case, to it. Yeah. There's no there's no final boss game over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when no matter if you're at the top, there's still oh, I can't really do this. Now you're trying to chase doing that. You know, so the obsession is that's what makes that's what makes yeah. you great. Yeah, as long as you can see like a, a picture in your mind, a vision in your mind, like I think this can happen, I think this can be done. If you're already obsessed with it, then you become obsessed with that idea. Whether it's possible or not, it's kind of like irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's more about like the fun of the hunt of yeah, it, the, the, just the pursuit of it. 
Because, um, yeah, you can't beat the game in, in, in these things, you know what I mean? Like, like you play a game, you can win that game, but, like, there's still, like, you, our next game, I'm sure you watch, if you watch tape or whatever, you're like, I could have did this, I could have mm-hmm. done that, I made a mistake here. I mean, and you're always just, that's the fun, just getting into that, the detail. Well, and that rabbit hole, what you're talking about is endless creativity. Mm-hmm. There's always a counter, another move, another thing, like, I did this. And think, can you be perfect, though? No, absolutely not. You've never felt that way, like, man, that was perfect. Maybe a particular trick, like, you know, like if I'm in the streets and I'm trying to film a trick and I have a picture of how I want it done in my mind and say you do it and it's exactly the vision you have, sure, you're like, that's exactly what I wanted. But perfect, it's just, it's, I don't even know what that exactly yeah, means. That's, that's like, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like an illusion, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a myth. But... There's days, you know, you're just, you're feeling the zone. Like, I feel like every trick I want to do, I'm going to be able to do it today. I can't fall. Um, I'm just, you're, you're locked in for sure. Um, and I wish I can control when those days happen. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, damn, why can't I just do this all the time, every day? Like, Because it's not that easy. No, <laughs> yeah. it's just the perfect lining of the stars or whatever. Maybe you ate good, you slept okay, good, yeah, your yeah, body yeah. felt <laughs> particularly good maybe you had you know got some good news and then you just this whole thing and then you take it to the skateboarding and and it just all comes together i don't know like when you train so much and you put that dedication in and when everything's timed it's just like one mm-hmm. of those things that's like automatic mm-hmm. and i mean your brain yeah. just automatically just knows when to fire your feet know when to fire mm-hmm. it's like you're you're in control like i was watching some of your tricks and i'm sitting here like The flip turn, <laughs> knee turn, like I, like I remember, the coolest thing I can do is just go on a hill, like uh-huh. ah, hilly, what's happening, y'all? Other than that, nah, that shit was too hard for me. Yeah, it's definitely, it's you know, it's a lot, a lot of, a lot of movements. Lot yeah, of, yeah, I got a lot of scars for <laughs> the skateboard. Period. I, I got plenty of myself too. <laughs> but I mean, even the thing about it is, you put in so much work, like you work your ass off for it. When you get when everything falls into place, like that's the ultimate satisfaction. Oh, dude, yeah, it's a high. You go home that day feeling like a boss. You go <laughs> home eating, you want a good meal, and you just you just want to sit back and just relive that moment. And then tomorrow you wake up and you step out of bed and you're like, ow, <laughs> everything hurt. And you're like, damn it, but it was worth it. <laughs> so, so what's the most important thing or the key to being you know great at skating? Is it feet? Um, the mind itself, balance, yeah. like it. <laughs> I think mindset. I think mindset will make up for anything. You know, obviously different people have different gifts physically or what, whatnot. Some people can jump real high. Some people uh, have incredible balance. Some people, you know, different, different natural gifts. But mm-hmm. like, I think overall, the, my, your mindset will kind of make up for whatever you might be lacking. I think maybe that could probably be applied for anything, mm-hmm. you know sport, whatever, business, anything. Like, it's just, if you have a mindset that's just obsessed with getting better, like, you will get better, mm-hmm. no matter who you are or what place you're in. Um, so I think I think the biggest thing, and I don't think a lot of people give enough credit to what a mindset could do. Like, you know, I think people give it more credit into, like, oh, stronger, faster, bigger, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure, you have that, but you don't have that grit that determination that that like relentless desire then those 
talents aren't really going to take you anywhere. What's, what's funny is when you speak of that, you, you know, you hear a bunch of, um, or you hear what's going on now with like mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it's just, just weak-minded. In sports, that's how we think about it. Like, oh, yeah, just, it's not sh- mentally strong enough to, you know, but it is, it, 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 all greatness has to do with is mind. When you're at a certain level, it's, you know, who can block out stuff longer, mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. You know, who can just be numb to failure or success. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that really is the key. Who's anxiety can you can bring it down you don't get too excited or too you know and that's all part of it like it's all part of it like and people just don't understand like like i'll i'll see like somebody make a comment and i'm like yeah they're gonna come after you bro Mm. the players is you know they spend that's blood that's blood Mm. in the water there's just Mm. certain things you don't say in public because you know the the tigers are looking for weaknesses so if they can't find a weakness in your game they're gonna check to see if it's there's one here, you know, and and like being mentally strong is a very very big part of just being successful in anything. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just like something that I think more, especially kids coming up, like need to like really like understand that because mm-hmm. I've seen so many people, and I'm sure it's with any sport, right? Like so many people who have natural gifts, like oh my. So many kids I grew up skating with that were so much more physically talented than me, smoother, better coordination, balance, whatever, you, you name it, right? But like it came to them from what it seemed like so easy that they never had to develop their grit, their, their persistence, their, you know, their, their heart. And when they hit their first challenge, they end up kind of just, eh, no, nah, I don't want I'm not yeah. up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I think that the, the real talent is the heart, the mindset. Sorry, my stomach's ground. <laughs> and <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that I think is the, the actual talent, is the mindset. Well, what you're dealing with, you fall down so much. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to get back up. Like that's the, that's the expression about, about sticking with something mm-hmm. or characters. Like we fail sure. so often. Mm-hmm. You miss so many shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, way more than you succeed. You right. Know, you <laughs> fail way more than you succeed. It's crazy. So it's just, it's just once you realize, like, it's a numbers game. It's like, all right, I messed up this time, but that means I'm one time closer to getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, I messed up 500 times. I'm due for a good one right yeah, now. I'm yeah, due yeah. for it. I know it's here. It's just keep knocking on the door. It's going to get answered, you know? But what do you think about this? The best are the ones that are supremely confident, that they know, put me in the arena, and I will be the apex predator. Larry Bird comes in. Who's coming in second place? Walks in. Shuts down the locker room. Yeah, I think that comes with knowing the type of work you put in, the type of experience you have, what you've been through. Like, I think, I don't think, you know, you start day one with that confidence. And it's good to have a certain level of confidence, but there's a big difference between uh, (laughs) false confidence and real confidence. (laughs) And like, once you know, like, if you're prepared and you did everything you need to do and you walk into a certain situation, yeah, you're going to, you're going to give off that aura. Like, yeah. It's my day. Like, sorry. Yeah, I've always said that, that, you know, people who have a lack of confidence is no different than, you know, cramming for a test. Mm -hmm. You're only not confident because you didn't put the real work in. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't actually do the work. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're second guessing everything you're mm-hmm. doing because you didn't really do what you needed to do. Yeah. But a person who's putting hours and hours and days and seven days a week, 16 hours a day, they don't have no lack of confidence. No, they're, just, they're walking around like, ah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's one of those. <laughs> it's like, you think Seth Curry is going to take 10,000 shots and then he's going to be nervous during a shooting contest? Right, 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 right. No. You know, but that's where it comes from. It's like the people who put the work in. But you got to remember, there's real work and there's false work. Sure, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? There's, you know, yeah, I spent three hours in the gym, right? I, I do that at home. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym and I usually spend three hours in the gym, but I don't do nothing. <laughs> I watch <laughs> TV, like, yeah, I watching TV shows, playing a little game. <laughs> You know, like, ah, okay, walk on the treadmill yeah. a little bit, like, ah, and then, and then leave, like, yeah, yeah, good three-hour day. I'm working out. I need my trainer there. There's no, there's no escaping when, when the trainer's there. Yeah. With skating, it's, it's automatic. I, that's already, I got my yeah. little voice that is constantly on me about, you know, keep pushing, so. Who are your influences coming up? Skateboarding influences, um, the, the, my 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 main three is Eric Costin, Tom Penny, uh, and Andrew Reynolds. Those are like my three like guys that I try to mold myself after. But there's so many out there, man, who've been so influential. Um, those, well, those well, what, what happened when it got to a point that you were at their level? Um, I don't know that anything particular happened. It's just really cool because now I know all these guys on first name basis and like they were all posters on my wall as a kid, you know, and I dreamed about, um, you know, like I envisioned like, you know, little kid, you know, one day like just hanging out with them and skating. And now I can call any one of them up and say, what are you doing? You want to skate today? <laughs> it's pretty, I, I still trip on that. I love keeping that like little kid vibe inside me. I like, I like getting starstruck, you know, by my heroes and, and keeping that alive. You know, it's it's just a special time in my life. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But is skate culture competitive, like other sports? Not really. It's not. It's kind of taboo. Like when you go to a contest, right? Like sometimes it's even taboo to to admit that you want to win. Like uh, most guys, yeah, I'm just coming to have fun. It'll be cool. I just want to have a good time, like whatever. But I think that's just people who are super nervous that Mm -hmm. are just trying to like not uh, have to deal with when you do bad and have to deal with the pain that comes with that. Mm -hmm. But me, I'm like, yes, I'm coming. I want to win. (laughs) If I do terrible, I feel horrible. I'm pissed off. Don't talk to me. I'm going home, you know, just going to sit in my room, leave me alone. Or if you win, like, Yes, that's what I came for. It's what I want to do. Um, so I personally have definitely have a competitive side. Um, but like when you're street skating, it's not so much of a competitive thing. Street skating is more like an artistic thing where it's like, like I always compare it to music, right? Like you might like one artist, you might like another artist. Mm-hmm. Is anybody right about who's, or, who's better or not? No, it's just like what you feel, what your vibe mm-hmm. is. So like street skating is like that. Like you might like a guy who just, does the scariest, most dangerous things, or you might like a guy who does the most technical, hard tricks to ever do, or maybe this guy just dresses cool and he and he does his tricks smooth. They're not the hardest thing in the world, but he just he's got a good vibe about him. Just looks good doing it, and you're like, so it's it's all about a flavor and and a, and a vibe when you're street skating. So 
it's not so com- competitive except with yourself. But yeah, I feel like that's so hard to, I guess so the ultimate competitor is the most laid back in the skate world because you're just like, yeah, no, you know, I can't admit that I really want this, but I really want this. You can. This. It's just about like a certain level of confidence, mm-hmm. willing to admit it. Like, you know, I, I feel confident enough. I've been around long enough to where like, look, guys, like, are we going to play this game? We all know. <laughs> are we really pretending like, you know, I know who is here to win. Like you three are here to win. You guys aren't admitting it because you're nervous and don't feel like you can win. So you're not going to say you're here to win. And so it's like, you can spot them out, but you know, like if, if, if people ask me in interviews before or after a contest, yeah, I'll, look, I came with my game plan. I'm trying to, I'm here to attempt to win. If I don't think, if I didn't come to win or I didn't feel like it's possible to get in, with, in range to win, then I'm not coming. You know, hmm. like I'm gonna stay home and practice until I feel like I'm ready mm-hmm. to come. You know, and it's also about respect, though. Hey, yeah, you don't have to be disrespectful to admit that you want to win. You know, there's you don't have to disrespect anybody. Just be like, hey, like I put in the work. I'm I'm here to do it. Like I'm here to go toe to toe. And if somebody else wins, he's the better man. Hey, he respect. You know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's you don't have to be insulting. That has to be nerve wracking. For sure. I mean, why you say that? just the jitterbugs right so you know I'm I'm pretty sure there's like people you've seen in street skating that's very nice Mm -hmm. and then in competition they're not so good fall apart right (laughs) because they can't they can't their nerves doesn't know how to like calm down here and because it's legs Mm-hmm. Like in them, like the in, the game, yep. in the games, in them games, like you can have the jibbity lays, but you know, I, I can still dribble the ball up the court <laughs> and be cool until like they get back normal. In skating, that seems like that's you're it's, done. Yeah, yeah. If 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 your nerves hit you hard enough to where it causes physical like shakiness, it's really really difficult to skate properly. You could have done in practice at the contest your same trick that you plan on doing a thousand times, but as soon as they call your name and your whole body shakes, mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely been a victim of that for sure. Like I just skated my first real contest in five years last weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't do great. I didn't do the worst, but I didn't do great. But like it'd been five years since I've been in a major contest. And like, I was cool going into it. I was in practice school. And then they called me and I'm like, Oh shit, this is real. Like, I haven't, oh my God, I forgot what this is like. Oh, and like, I had to gather myself real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that was that was a, a good reintroduction to get yeah, back yeah, yeah. to it. You so there's that name you call that adrenaline just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, but is yeah. that something you can work on just being able to block shit like that out? It's the mental practice. You can yeah. definitely work on it. Um, personally, I feel, I heard Kobe say something really cool uh, in an interview. Uh, I forget when it was, but it's just something about like, you got to accept it, accept it. If, the more you fight it, the more like, mm-hmm. it's like trapped in there. I don't know, the more you're making it a big deal. Whereas if you just like, yeah, I'm nervous. I can admit it, I'm nervous, mm-hmm. a little nervous, but I can accept it and go forward. And I, when I heard him say it, like, a lot of, it makes a lot of sense to me, you know? I was, I was, I remember my first time being nervous, like, like to the point where I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was my first All-Star game, right? My first, it was my very first All-Star game. It's like, like, oh, like, yo, like I'm here. I got the jersey. Like, I'm so excited. Like, and then it seemed like every player became this 
ultra type of player to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, I just bust your ass, bro. Yeah. You trashed to me. But like the kid came out and it's like, everybody's like superstar level. And I'm just like this little kid like, hey, how you doing? Autograph, autograph, <laughs> autograph. Like, and I'm in a game, like, like doing, you know, doing this. And Beyonce, JC, this yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. called my name, and I'm sitting like, 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 nah, I'm good. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm good. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to play right now. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, like, can I just watch? Yeah, I can just sit here and just watch and enjoy this whole thing. Yeah. And it's just, I think I was like one for seven. Is that probably over seven? Is that part of that? You're questioning yourself if you're worthy enough to be there? No, it's, it's one of those things you dream about it, right? You've watched it. You watched the, you know, the All-Star game, you watched Michael Jordan, you watched you know, um, Magic Johnson you know, when you know, he came back, won MVP. So you've watched all these games where you're seeing like the elite, the, it's the elite. Mm -hmm. It ain't no bench player coming in mm -hmm. talking trash or you buzzing that. It's the elite. It's like the cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah, but now yeah. you're among them. Yes. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> yes. you're accepted into the to the club. And, you know, it's like, it's that first day. It's like, you know, like. Surreal. Come on, it's like... first day at work, right? Someone says, yeah, you know, you're at a Starbucks and someone says some shit and you're like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> nervous. And that's what it is on every level. Like, I was like. Oh my God! I, yeah, yeah. This is not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, but it's some. It's beautiful too, like that. Those nerves, but it's a yeah. It's I love being in those moments and like taking back and like absorbing it. Like wow, like the twelve-year-old me right now to be seeing this <laughs> would be tripping right now. So yeah, it's. That that twelve year old you is not allowed to be there right there. <laughs> like you could, but he can enjoy it after the fact. Because, right? Yeah. The twelve year old you is what's making you nervous. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing you're saying about what Kobe was getting at was harness that. Yeah. It, it's adrenaline, I guess, basically. Yeah. So harness that energy and you know use it in, in the moment. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Like almost like what's that one martial art? Is it judo where they use the weight of the opponent against it to like mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. have to use the nervousness. Mm -hmm to help you instead of like fighting against it. And like, you know, I feel like when you, when you build it up in your mind, the nervousness, and then you try to block it out, you're just subconsciously telling yourself that it's a bigger deal than it is. And like, oh, and, and then, uh, then you hit the point of no return. You're like, you're stuck, you're froze. And you're just, ah, I gotta go home. Yeah. 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 All right, let's take a break. You might be getting hungry. So it's the perfect time to talk about our good friends at HelloFresh, they're back. With HelloFresh, you get healthy, fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals per day, plus every snack and special treat in between with the HelloFresh market. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app and within minutes. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. And that's what it's all about, cooking healthy and easily so you don't have to think about it 
get on with your life. We talk about sports and athletes and mindset and training. Do you think they have time to meal prep? Well, it's essential, but HelloFresh is right there with you to get it done. So here's what we got for fans of the No Chill podcast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NoChill12 and use the code NoChill12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com, NoChill12, and use the code NoChill12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Can't recommend it enough. It's great. It's America's number one meal kit. One more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash NoChill12, and you get 12 free meals with free shipping. Get started today. Now, the other thing that is really important in the skate culture, and we've talked about this before, is being relative. And so there's different eras, and I know you've been through a few of them now, and staying relevant in, in different eras. So, I mean, what is, what is the thing about that that keeps you relevant? I think I, I like to keep up to date with relevant maneuvers, relevant tricks that are being done, and I, I want to be trying to push the envelope and help keep that bar moving. Um, but other, other than that, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm blessed and grateful <laughs> that the skate fans still seem to be happy to see me and um, still support me. So I just, I just give that up to God. I can't, I, 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 don't, I don't exactly know. And I think if I try to analyze it too much, I'd actually <laughs> mess it up. So I'm gonna just not <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Probably personality. Okay. You know, um, you know, just some personalities, just people gravitate to. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter if you're on a skate field or off, people just gravitate to. Because I, I look at Instagram, and you know, I'm looking at superstars, and they're irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, you're first ballot Hall of Famer, you're like all God, and the next generation don't even really know you. You know, because this guy right here. <laughs> you're quiet, no one knows, you're just one of those yeah. guys. It's like, and if you don't know how to connect with what's coming, then they're not gonna pay attention to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where it's it seems like it's the personality. Sure, it's just sure. you. You're just that's your, you know, that's one of your gifts when you're not skating. Just Thank I know God. how to connect with people. Yeah. I also like to um, I, I like to stay skating with like younger younger dudes on the come up like mm -hmm. to keep me hungry. You know, guys my age there's very few who are still like hungry, hungry, mm -hmm. and um, so I try to you know <laughs> I'm definitely my, the oldest dude in my friend circle by <laughs> half a decade. You're or not more. that old, so, <laughs> so it's not like that. in my friend circle, yeah, like all like early to mid twenties. So I think that helps a lot because I'm seeing what they're into and what their, uh, what that generation is is bringing to the culture and not trying to fight it. Like, you know, back in my day, we would never do that yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, just... That's what it is, Gil. Don't fight it. It's okay to be influenced by the new culture. Yeah, too. yeah. Because we you said this term before, I don't know if you invented it, but vulturing. So you're thinking about Drake is he wants to stay connected to the youth, yeah, take something out of them, yeah. right? Uh, and then LeBron too, you know, still super relevant, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we're seeing right now in this run that he's on. But um, you got to stay connected, otherwise it, it falls off for you. Yeah, because like with any generation, it just seems like 
the older you are, the more you hate the young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah, sure. it's, just, it's just it's just what it is. It just seems like that's a pattern in, in everything. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, the older guys think we did it the best, <laughs> not realizing what you did. Someone was looking at you and decided to do a little bit better. Uh-huh. And probably because you didn't think of it, you just don't like it. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. like more, it's it's ego. Like, it's, just, it's more of the ego yeah. thing than, than, than reality. And it's like, you know, if you're one of those people that just accept, like, listen, someone's going to catch me just like I caught someone and I just want to see what they're doing. You know, just it's part of it. They, yeah. they want to ask me for something, teach them a little tricks here and there. And, you know, then they can move on and move yeah. on. Like, there's nothing better than someone retiring and says, you know, you know, I got to think, you know, P-Rod for, you know, inspiring me when mm-hmm. I was little. Mm-hmm. And now all of this things like, who the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah. that's and that's you know how you know older guys get brought up when you actually sure. dedicated yourself back to you know the grind of someone's coming up. But yeah, it's you know, a, it's a huge don't. honor when you know you see new superstars of whatever field you're in paying homage and saying you know respecting you and your work and what you did like. That's huge, you know. There's there's nothing wrong, you know. But there is that ego thing. Part of you, so I can still, I can still, do, you know. You're that's just the the competitor in you, you know. But uh, you gotta sometimes set yourself back and realize, like, dude, all right, dude, let's take the ego out of it and let's just look at it for what it is and appreciate what it is. But you're still looking for the challenge. You're still in most that, definitely. In that part. I still feel like I got a lot of gas in the tank, um, for sure. But. Um, Maybe it's a little more mature uh, view of it now, like because there's, you know, there's people out, the talent out there right now that I can't even come close to, you know. But it's uh, it's great to watch, and that's why I like watching them and learning from them and taking pieces from the new generations um, kind of game to help evolve and develop mine. No different than when I was a kid. I was just looking up to the older guys, and I was. Taking pieces from here. Oh, I need that. Oh, yeah, I need that skill. Oh, let me develop that. Now it's just like, just because I've been an established dude for a long time doesn't mean I can't still yeah. get inspiration and, you know, <laughs> take pieces and evolve myself. So, yeah, I think that with older generations, sometimes we just don't, we don't understand that everything gets better mm-hmm. in a sense where moves become like, moves that were done 20 years ago, those are like practice moves now. Like, yeah. this is winning competition moves, and this is like For sure. a four. For sure. <laughs> you did that move today, that was a 10 there, it's four now. Yeah. You know, because, you know, like, kids watch, kids get stronger, kids mm-hmm. get more athletic, and they're just watching and doing it and mm-hmm. trying it, trying to add their little spin. Because mm-hmm. everyone wants to try to take something and add their little twist 100%. to it. And that's just natural. You know, sometimes you just got to be like, hey, listen. Yeah. Like when people's like, yeah, I, in- I invented the turnaround three. I was like, yeah, I started it, but Steph owns that. That's his shit now. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I gave the idea. It was my thing. Eh, he doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can admit that. It doesn't, I don't know if he's done it on the game winner, but he doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, he's done it four or five times in game. Like, right, right, right. like he's done it like, Shit, I would never even try. Like, he'll shoot, turn around, get like, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. What kind of confidence you guys have? But- yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, because that generation that came up off your generation, 
you guys set a certain level. So now you built the platform. Mm-hmm. So now they can come up on the platform right. here. You know, we're like you, the generation you came off, put this platform. So you came up and built it to here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> but when you, when you yeah. pioneer something, that's, that's the ultimate. You pioneered it. These guys are going to push it forward. So mm-hmm. you let that go. Pass the baton. Yeah, that's sometimes, sometimes baton don't want to be passed. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> you just yeah, no. And they're like, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. The other thing to stay connected is that, though. So when you have that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're making, you have a signature shoe, it's a statement about yourself, and yeah. that lives on because now we know through like these with, with the Jumpman logo, mm-hmm. I don't need to see him playing right now, but I know I like his shoes. Mm-hmm. And culturally you're still connected that way yeah no that's that's definitely huge it's definitely huge um i guess maybe till way after whenever it is hopefully a long time from now retired and whatnot you know then i can sit back and appreciate it but you know when you're still in it it's Mm. like you're like it's nice i like being connected to culture but no i can i skate still like I'm (laughs) i'm i'm doing it you know what i mean so yeah, in it's a way, is that bigger than you? Because you're saying, like, you guys are, like, this. so you, you are one of the group for, the, Four, you've right. had 10 signature shoes with Nike, you are MJ, MJ Kobe, Kobe, LeBron, LeBron KD. KD. It's not a big group. It's not a big group. It's pretty cool to be the only non-basketball player and only dude under six foot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like. But well, the, the, the thing about it, yours is actually generational shoes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, growing, growing up in the Valley, you know, everything is lows, mm-hmm. right? You know, you low top, wear with jeans, I can do. So when I was designing my shoes, that's all I was thinking of, right? Low top, you know, so you can wear it in school. Because kids don't like wearing basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, it's because I'm going off of where, you know, the Valley, where I'm from. Like, you know, it was like, no, these are what we wore. We wore like hush puppies. We wore... Uh, Socrates, was it Sockneys or Sockneys? Uh, yeah, yeah, Sockneys. So Sockneys, like, yeah. like, depending on where you was from. Yeah. You know, so those are the shoes, the Andre Agassiz, you know, those are the yeah. shoes we wore. You know, it was like, because we're everyday fit, so we're wearing shorts for the most part, you know, cargo shorts or something. Mm. You know, so it was one of those things where when I was designing my basketball shoes, I was like, let's do it this way. Yeah. You know, so, like, watching your collection, it was my whole vision. That's cool. It was the whole vision, like colors, kids like colors. People want to be different. People mm-hmm. want to be insp- inspired, you know? So just to see it is like, you did it. Ah, you did it. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> you I'm, I'm really happy. Um, happy with the way this one particular came out because this one, out of all the shoes I've had, is all my shoes in one. And it just tells the story. It's my whole career in mm-hmm. when one pair of shoes, you know, each piece is from a different shoe I had over the years and was different, you know, you're in a different place in life. Maybe I was probably like uh, 22 when this piece, when this shoe came out from mm-hmm. this piece, I, you know, like I was like 20 when this one came out, you know, like 30 when this one came out, you know, so it's like cool, like mm-hmm. different it's parts like a of your life. On your <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just, it's a real special one to me just for that reason. Cause it's literally like this shoe, you can't just, Think of it and design it. Like you had to live mm-hmm. all those eras and generations for the shoe to finally come to to be. So that's why it was uh, real special to me. Wait, wait. So, one. do you have the most expensive Nike shoe? No, out there? no. But in what way? Resale. Resale. No, there's a 
Uh, when I was in Portland uh, two weeks ago, when we were about to do the launch, I was at the, the campus and they had a pair of the Nike um, Paris Dunks that they said were going for 160 Gs. So I was gonna say the Dior Jordan ones are up those, there. Those are up there. No, this sure. is you have one that's a hundred thousand, right? No, no, I don't think so. If there is, I Wait, like he it. does research. No, no, there was a few. There was a there was a, a hundred thousand. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there was one that. That we got in the closet because I'm I mean, <laughs> do you have every yeah. shoe? No, I, if if see, I, I ha all of them have passed through my hands <laughs> for sure over the years, and you know, especially early on, I was just like, people would be like, "Why are you skating those?" I'm like, "This they pay me to skate, man. They pay me <laughs> shoes to skate. Like I'm wearing my skate shoes. Like, uh, but if I'd have known, if I'd have, if I'd have really took it, I, I probably could have had." A million plus dollar shoe collection, mm -hmm. you know? That is crazy. Like if you ask, the, probably the only person who has all of his shoes is probably like Chris Paul. Yeah? He's the only one because he just, he's just Jordan collector. When it comes to your own signature shoe, for some reason, like none of the the person who had, it doesn't, he doesn't oh. have them. Oh, oh, my signature shoe. Yeah, Are I've saved at least one of every Are shoe you? I've had. Um, I thought you just meant like any of those like super expensive, the ones that like, became super expensive. You don't get them? I do. Oh. And I and over the years I did. Like I've had the Paris dunk. I had all these dunks, but I didn't know what they were going to be. So I just yeah. skated them or in the yeah. moment, I may have sold them to some guy, like, hey, 500 bucks, sure. I'll <laughs> you know, that's all profit for me. The funny thing too <laughs> is you could have kept them if you still have their just beaters, sign them and put them on the internet. Now yeah. they're more. I, I, if I had, for all the years, all those exclusive ones that I can't find, I've had them all. And if I'd have saved them and just kept them on ice, I would. I'd have been retired and then years and then, ago, and, then, man. And, it's, and it's hard to re, you can't re, recreate them either. Nah, nah, that's oh, been the. What, is, the what did you do with you? Anything that you played in, like the Dolce Gabbana's, whatever you got rid of them. What'd you do though? Just gave them away? Yeah, the fans. Understand. Yeah, that. That's what I said. Like you know, when you're in the moment, you don't yeah. really think about yeah. the future. You know, you're just like living in the moment. Somebody wants your shoes, like you know, yeah, you're just yeah. signing, getting rid of stuff, and you don't realize that at one day. <laughs> yeah. But when it's your like own. even my sixty jersey, I gave that shit away, and then like like was it two thousand thirteen? The guy gave it back. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. When stuff Birmingham. Like that he happens. was the Birmingham point guard. Oh Fahim. no way. Yeah, Fahim. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool when things like that happen. <laughs> he man. he was at the game. He said, "Give me your jersey after." Yeah. And then you score sixty. Yeah, score so those games. I score sixty. I would have kept that. Too. That's crazy. Yeah, hey, the Birmingham hey, too. <laughs> possession is nine tenths of the law. But when you have your own signature shoe that you're a part of, and that was a big thing for you, and we got a little uh, teaser. There's there may be some some Gil Zeros coming out in the future. Um, you were part of the design though. You wanted input on that. That was ahead yeah. Of you the always want input. Oh, some guys didn't. So they were just like, "Cool, I, my name's on it. I'll wear it." Yeah, it's usually your first one. You know, then eventually you're like, eh, hold on, I mean, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and add that. And then, you For know, sure. once you start getting up to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then it becomes like really more about, you know. Yeah, you're, you're a little more experienced at the process by that time. But as a kid, you had those, or at some point, you had those dreams. You saw Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. Allen Iverson with their own shoe. Hey, if I ever got one, it'd be crazy if I had one. Like Tony Hawk had one and yeah, you're like man if I could ever do sure. that yeah I mean that was my dream as a skater like 
my dream wouldn't be complete, right? Every To be a professional skateboarder, you have to have your name on a skateboard mm-hmm. and a signature shoe. Like for me, that was the ultimate completion. There's dudes who have signature skateboards with no signature shoes. And for me, like it, the dream just wouldn't have been <laughs> official if I didn't get that. And I didn't know it was gonna be with Nike. That's something I didn't know. When I started skating, Nike wasn't involved in skateboarding. It was just like, I wanted it on the, on the, on the coolest yes. skate brand. Yeah, and I was like, I was, that would have been my dream. And then Nike came knocking and like, that blew my mind. So, and then now to be able to say I've got 10 of them just from riding skateboard, you know, flipping my board around the valley for the last 20 something years. I mean, it's crazy, 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 crazy. The other thing you said there is having your name on a board and a brand, that brand right there, Primitive, your company. Yeah. That was the other big move, Gil, was imagine that, that you start your, in the skate world, you start your own label, your own brand, right? And so for you, at what point did you say, all right, I want to do this on my own? And you had the vision for Primitive. Uh, Well, it wasn't my vision, actually. It was my partner, Andy's vision. Uh, And originally we started as a sneaker shop. We we wanted to make... uh, he, when I got signed with Nike, he would, would always call me and be like, Let's start a sneaker shop. Because he, he was the manager of the local skate shop, so he knew how to run a, a store. And um, he wanted to do a, a sneaker shop. And we wanted to put one on Ventura Boulevard to represent for the Valley. Because uh-huh. like, that's our Melrose. That's our favorite <laughs> <Fairfax. laughs> We want to be on Ventura <laughs> Boulevard. Yeah. So we, we got opened up a store on Ventura Boulevard. And we were just a retail shop. Had the cool shoe wall, sneakers. People would come in and uh, get the sneakers. But then we started making like some shirts, started making a little bit of boards, and we noticed people were liking them and gravitating to them. So we expanded the line little by little. And then eventually it just became a full-blown brand and we closed the store down, just went all online. Mm-hmm. And now we sell to all skate shops and things like that and directly online. We don't even sell sneakers no more, nothing like that. We just became our own brand <laughs> and only focus on that. And it's kind of how it evolved, so. Yeah. but. To answer your question, I guess to say what what made me think of that it was he was hounding me, and I finally realized like, well, one day I'm gonna have to retire. One day, you know, I'm gonna have to have another plan to earn income. Mm-hmm. So I need to start looking into investing and doing whatever I can to like. I have no other skill. I've never thankfully had <laughs> an actual job or anything. Mm-hmm. So like. I wouldn't be able to like adapt to that so easily if I had to just get thrown into the working world. So I was like, let me just try and set up a foundation so that when that time comes, I can continue living the lifestyle I'm accustomed to and not have to stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that script P, I mean, someone wore a hoodie on a, one of these episodes, they're just saying. Yeah, gonna, you didn't notice at the time, but <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, yeah, yeah. bless you guys with, the, with some, plenty of it. So, all right, we're big fans. Well, all right, so this is what we do, and you're a hoop fan mm-hmm. among other things, Valley Kid. Mm-hmm. So we do some Ask Agent Zero, where you pick his brain, turn the tables on him. So okay, okay. Hmm. What What was the player that you most like? Like when you saw you were playing them or their team, or whatever, like that you were most like enthusiastic about attacking. You know what I mean? Like, Lakers and Kobe. Yeah. Lakers and Kobe. Yeah. It was, you know, when you're from LA. So when I was in high school, when they mentioned me, they was like, oh, he's the Kobe of high mm. school. 
like, you know, for the area, you know, I had tried to grow my little fro like his. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Try to grow my little fro like his. So, you know, just watching, you know, just watching his mannerisms, you know, yeah. you know you're talking about an 18-year-old kid, yeah. you know, coming straight out of high school here in L. Like, you've heard high school kid, but now you got one in your own, like, oh, my yeah, God, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like he's that good, you know. Mm. Like, what is he doing? What did he do? So, you know, it was one of those things where, I, I tried to align myself with everything he was doing. You know, mm. he's going to, you know, he's in the arena. I want to see what he's doing. How is he doing it? You know, like, you know, watching his games more, realizing, you know, he wasn't playing checkers. He was playing chess, mm. you know, and I just couldn't wait to be, like, in that. Like, oh, mm. okay. All right, he's hounding. Okay, he's, ooh, he's doing a, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, I heard him say, get it off the glass, you know, mm-hmm. you know, now you're just, you're part of that whole little atmosphere. Right, 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 and it's right, like, right. that's where I thrive. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I need to be a part of this energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where when, when we played all my, my, it's like, it was one of those where it, the, there was no nerves. It was one of those games where it's like, I was already mentally and physically ready for every single time. Mm. It was like, it was just. Like, no matter, I don't care what, I was going to have a great game. No, no matter what, I was going to have a great game. My best game was going to be there. Like, I just, you know, the hardest fought game was going to be again. That, it was just that I already knew that going in. Mm. You know, so it was, it was just one of those, those, he was just one of those people that brung out. Right. The, 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 those the battles real that you live for. Yeah. Yes. I love it. That's what I said. I told somebody, like, I was going to change because he was the Black Mamba. I was going to change my name to the Black Mongoose. Ah. Yeah, because those were, the, those were the enemies of each other. You know, but it was when I was like, ah, I don't know. I like H-Z yeah. man. It's good because it's like, sometimes those type of enemies, they're not actually enemies at all because it's like, there's those certain people that are like, are worthy of being rivals, you mm-hmm. know, without them, you know, like Batman and the Joker, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, they make each other rise so in in a weird way they're actually better friends than than your actual friend because like there's a different type of relationship that they can bring out of you that nobody can it's pretty cool yes and i was i was probably more like the joker he's batman (laughs) you know he's he's all world and i'm just this little nagging that just you can play me if i can play you 82 games you know it's just It'll be the best thing on earth, you know, and I was that guy, you know what I mean? It yeah. just It's amazing. It's amazing. And, I and love you it. You get him <laughs> that way too. Uh, well, actually bringing it all home, Kobe is a guy you had a lot of interaction with through Nike. Yeah. You know, what were what was the wisdom that you you took from him in your experiences? You know, I I learned more from just like watching interviews of I used to always still I mean I watched all the documentaries interviews and stuff like that. when I would meet him in person I was way too shy like I was mm-hmm. I, hi how are you nice to meet you and he was cool as hell all right man you know I tried to skateboard I bust my ass before blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he was cool but like I was way too like tight to like ask any real questions it's like I was just so starstruck and just happy to be there. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, so I, I, I you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, do, I regret not being able to like loosen up enough to like really ask him, you know, in, in the moment of like, you know, certain kind of things, especially on the, on the mental game, you know. Um, but 
you know, I, I, I watch and study all, all greats across. I don't care what the sport is because I think, I feel like the, the mindset mm-hmm. transcends anything you're doing. So, like, if you're great at whatever you do, I want to know about you. I want to study you. I want to mm-hmm. learn about you. Find out what I can bring because I feel like it's the same spirit in, in, in all those people. Yeah, but <clears throat> the reason I asked you what was your, your gift um, because I'm watching, I'm in a gym, right, a little local gym, and Will Smith is there, right? And then I was like, man, I've always wanted to ask him and Denzel this question, but I'm fucking nervous. And so when I got to see Denzel, I just freaked out. I was like, yeah, I just I, like, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know, he orders this jacket, uh, yeah. he orders this, um, what was it, black, uh, J- uh, Johnny Walker Black, and I'm like, same. And then you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, this is rough. Malibu, I taste some Malibu. This is a little rough for me. Give me a little flavor. Uh, so I'm watching, I mean, I'm, I'm with uh, Will, and I'm like, I, I'm going to go ask. I was like, hey, my name is Gilbert Arenas. How you doing? I just want to ask you one question. What's your gift? What makes you great? And then he's saying, hey, that's a great question. I never asked that one before. And then he had to think about it. And then he said, um, willing to fail. Mm. He said, I think my, my, I just, I thrive. Like I'm willing to just try anything and fail and don't worry about failing. He said, huge, you know, some people, he said, some people are scared to fail. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I, I want to. Yeah. He said, I, you know, <clears throat> he said, I'm, I, you know, did this golf movie. Didn't know nothing about Bag golf. Vance. He said, mm-hmm. like, I went out there and was like, yeah, of course, golf. He said, I was so horrible at it that I got a little depressed. Like, why am I, why am I this bad? There's no way I'm me, I'm this bad. <laughs> he said, from there, I just locked in. He said, day after day, I just spent hours and days just, just like, no, no, this is, he's a, and I'm not even golfing in the movie. <laughs> he just said, but he said, I just, I will take any role and I'm not afraid to fail so right, I can right. be great at it. And I'm like, wow. That's- yeah, that's heavy. I, I saw a, a snippet on Instagram one time him talking about, you know, fail forward. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep failing forward, you know, you, you, you're progressing. Even mm-hmm. though sometimes those failures feel so bad, you feel like, you feel lower than low but mm-hmm. like you're still improving through those failures it's pretty cool and I learned that because my, my father's a stand-up comic mm-hmm. and stand-up comedy is tough bro like you watch mm-hmm. them some night they go out there and they bomb and this crowd and people are just staring at them like nah they're not funny you're just <laughs> like they they get off stage and they are so depressed but then the nights when they they hit and the audience is loving everything they're mm-hmm. just on a high it's like Emotional roller coaster, but I always looked at it and I was like, man, I would rather slam so hard mm-hmm. skating than get up there and try to put together a comedy routine and just bomb like that. Just that's some other kind of pain. Like, but once you can become accustomed to that, I mean, what what do you have to be afraid of? You know? Yeah, you know, because I was a big comic guy watching you know, comic. And it was like, you'll see like <clears throat> some guys thrive, some guys come in and I'm like, man, what happened to him? He was funny. Like he was, he was like really funny. Like where, where he, 
And then, you know, you finally meet him one day and like, yo, what happened? <laughs> like, like, why did you stop? Like, you know, like, you, you know, and, you know, it's just one of those things where like, it was like, had a, had a show and it didn't go so well. They didn't like the jokes and, and I'm sitting here like, there's like a whole world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like a whole world, but you know, sometimes, you know, they think something's funny and it didn't click well. Like, well, it didn't click well there, but did you try the, yeah. the next night somewhere yeah. else? And, and then I guess that is a, a really, really hard perfection. Scarring. Like it's, yeah. yeah. For you go sure. there, boo, get off the yeah, stage. Yeah, you got the like, hecklers and like, oh, God. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, you just exposed just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. Just like, right there just... And everybody's looking at you like, okay, make me laugh. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that's definitely... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be. Can, like, this is not, like, not thinking about it, I wouldn't. That's one yeah, thing wouldn't once, you can, once you can fail, like, all day long and, like, not be phased and... I mean, yeah, you literally, just, like, you can't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's easier said than done, but it's sure. being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And you got to go through the fire, and there's yeah. no way, there's no cheat code there's around no that. Cheat code. It's just, like, if you're going to be a fighter or a boxer or whatever, you're going to get punched in the face. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you, you got to get a lot of times, so it's just, you got to go through it or, the, or you know. Get out, get out, get out, yeah, do something else. Fall down, get back up. Yeah, everybody wants to be, uh, uh, you know, champion of the world, but they don't want to do what the champion of the world had to do. Like, it's fun to see the finished product. Like, that's cool. I'm him, I can But do you really want to go through the hell that he went through? Mm -hmm. Like, that's mm -hmm. not, you don't just, this didn't just happen flawlessly, mm -hmm. you know? That price you got to pay. Oh, yeah. All right, Gil, let's get on on this. Just got to know. Actually, what is it? The common thread that hoopers that can skate, because there are a few. Mm -hmm. You got Kyrie, you got Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder yep. Clay, Steve Nash, apparently. Of course, Steve Nash. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Clay would know how to skate. I just, just. Yeah. What is it? What is it about them? Normally, you you wouldn't see a tall I mean, dude skating, on board at all. I mean, skating is universal. Most most kids. Most kids at a certain age all damn near picked up a skateboard. Mm. You know, it's, I agree. you know, like my my son's skate right now. You know, they just go around, you know, with the kids skating. I'm like, you know, that's a hill, but okay. You can get, <laughs> like, I don't know how you're gonna get up the hill, but uh, do it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's in the neighborhood. So all the kids just, you know, skate or, you know, was it rollerblade or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where like, you know, like that's that's what kids do. Like, yeah. you know, I grew up, you know, I'm not anything special, but I grew up playing basketball. Mm -hmm. I played, you know, on my team at school, you know, played baseball, flag football, yeah. did a little, little bit of this over that. If you're just the type of kid who's just like energetic and yeah, wants to, needs to move, you're gonna just try everything at <laughs> least once, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, but but Schroeder, like, I seen some footage of him. He could skate. Like, yeah. you could tell, like, he was <laughs> a skater. Like, he, mm -hmm. He skated, and I'm like, I was always blown away. Uh, I got to meet Kyrie um, in China uh, back right the the summer before he went into his rookie season, and uh, yeah, he was telling me about you know he was into skating. He used to watch it coming up. I was cool. That's what I'm gonna say. It's yeah, cool. basketball, like you know, everyone's like it's just one of those those two things that everyone tries. You yeah, know, you're gonna skate, bike ride, play basketball. And I think skaters <laughs> like. A lot of us like 
we, we we're like want to be a basketball player at heart. You know what I mean? Like you know, everybody wants. You know, mm-hmm. we always shooting around. Um, and you know, you get all competitive and you try to you know pretend like you got some moves. Um, and then of course, when I'm not skating, a lot of times I am wearing Jordans or you know basketball mm-hmm. shoes. And um, you know, I don't know. I think we get a lot from the the, the fashion side of it too. You know, it's been a big influence. Skaters want to be hoopers. Hoopers want to be skaters. Yeah. Used to be rappers, but now it's a new wave. It's a new wave. Nobody wants to be who they are. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here now? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Rod, thanks for coming on, hey, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Now, I got <clears throat> to officially give you, well, I don't have to give it to you because you, you've earned it. You're the king of the valley. Oh, oh man. You're the king oh, of the valley. I, was, I thought I was just, it was just me we this are, whole time. We're the valley kings. <laughs> it was like someone's bigger. <laughs> like in Egypt, the valley of kings. I'll <laughs> say that. I'll say that. Two valley kings. There you go. Two, two valley kings right here. I'm Mike Botticello. That's valley king number one. That one, well, one. Okay. One, because you probably went professional before me. Nah, I was 2002, I went pro. Yes! <laughs> I'll say the original Valley King, yeah. Gilbert Arenas. No more pop. The current Valley King, Paul Rodriguez. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll catch you next time. Remember, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, we're on the Fubo Sports Network. Peace.